2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Zach Gelb show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. If you're just getting into your car, tuning into us on the Odyssey app, uh, we have discussed and obviously are aware of what has happened in Kansas City, where Kansas City police have confirmed 10 shooting victims today at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Multiple children are now being treated at Children's Mercy Hospital. Um, it's just such a, a terrible thing that has now occurred. And you have all these people there. Like there's like a million people at this parade. And when you hear gunshots, naturally, you panic right away. And when you have that many people trying to leave a scene, they will run into one another. And I saw that there was one uh, younger younger man who like scrapped his, his head or scratched his head on the pavement when he was trying to run away and he was like, Andy Reid was trying to comfort me and he doesn't know where his friends are and that's what has happened. And the fact that there are children in a hospital right now or anyone is in a hospital right now when most of the people going to the parade were just trying to celebrate their football team is just absolutely disgusting. And now uh, there have uh, been two people that have been taken into custody that are allegedly responsible for these heinous, repulsive, and disgusting acts that occurred in Kansas City. And I saw one video during the break where there was a man or a woman who was obviously impacted. And someone was giving them CPR. It's it's surreal. That That is all you could say. It's surreal. And, you know, I was just watching during the break. There was an NFL Network uh promo. And this is nothing against the NFL Network, right? Most of these stuff is taped anyway. And it's like, oh, coming up later tonight, we're going to look back at the best moments from the Chiefs parade. It's like, you know, I'm not faulting the NFL Network. All this stuff is developing. And you had things like that 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 are being taped. And we'll talk about other things today on this show, but it just shows you what this day should have been about. This day should have been about celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs. People going to a parade to cheer on Chris Jones, to cheer on Travis Kelsey, get a view of Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid, right? And there's other things that circulate after the Super Bowl, like Steve Wilkes is not getting brought back as a defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. Like, that's what we should be talking about today. We should be talking about Travis Kelsey having fun in a parade, singing a song where no one could understand the lyrics because he was so intoxicated. Or Willie Gay in the street with his shoes off and a bottle of Hennessy in his hands. Mahomes showing off the dad like Those are the things that we should be talking about. But instead, you had one or two jackasses and one or two just awful, terrible people That ruined the fun for everybody else. And now we hope the people that have been impacted, the innocent lives that have been impacted, are able to walk away okay. That's what you hope. So in a snap of a finger, this turns from being a joyous, great day to now just an absolutely horrible. And I mean horrible day. And I've been fortunate enough to uh, travel to Kansas City twice in the last two years, and I've been fortunate to go to that town. It is a great town, but to now hear about the acts of violence and gunshots that have been fired at the parade, it, it's just—it's sad and it's, it's absolutely repulsive, and, and that's the only thing that you could say, and as I said earlier, the scary part is stuff like this that occurs should never be normal, but it now feels normal in our country because of how many times we have acts occur like what we're seeing today at the, uh, at the championship parade. So there is a video right now circulating of one shooter that was taken into custody. Supposedly two arrests um, have been made. And uh, now joining us is uh, actually a Hall of Fame quarterback, a legendary quarterback in the NFL. And that is uh, Steve Young, kind enough to join us right now. Steve, uh, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. How you been? Great. And I'm just catching up on the news myself. So, geez. It's just terrible, right? We're we're supposed to be celebrating a football team today. You have a million people at a parade. And now, uh, from early reports, uh, 10 people have been shot. There are children in hospital. And two people have just been taken into custody. I said it earlier, and I, I don't know how much you heard about it when you were waiting it's just, oh. it's so unfortunate in our country now, and I love living in this country, but we have so many acts like this that occurs that it feels normal, and it should never feel normal when something like this happens.
3: The divisiveness and the acrimony and the, the I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm i am just reading it myself just right now. Um, I mean, we, we want to get together. We want to celebrate. We want to see the best in people we want to celebrate people who are extending themselves in in amazing ways athletically and anyway and i don't know what to say that is that's just terrible terrible news i feel so terrible for everybody and i wish i had a good answer that is that's rough to hear
2: yeah there's nothing that you can really say steve young is here with us uh let's get back to the football side of it i know it's tough with the information that we just uh, have been hearing and all these things that we are seeing out of Kansas City. Um, let me start you off with the 49ers' decision today. Uh, they're not going to bring back Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator. That's been announced from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, what was your first thought to that when you heard it today?
3: Well, there, something went haywire. You know, it was a slow start, and they got their feet under him, and they had a great middle of the season. And then starting with uh, the Ravens game, Uh, and then to the playoffs, um, they're just, you know, we had been a dominant pass rush 4 man, pass rush, but we did get it back in the super bowl. So I thought that who we could be defensively, uh, felt more familiar in the super bowl. And so, um, I thought what, how the defense played and what they did, uh, to try to combat the chiefs and all that they bring. Um, I thought they did a good job, probably the best job they've done in a couple of months. So, um, you know, I I think the 49ers are all in. Uh, they were all in this year. They they put in every ounce of commitment from from money to intent to uh, spirit to try to get this thing done this year. And uh, they know that there's ebbs and flows and windows that do open and close, or at least uh, open wide and then and then slightly shut. We get all that, and so you know things don't get better off of the season. So maybe this is You know, they made a fundamental decision around, look, if we're going to go attack it again, uh, we're going to attack it with different people. So you got to give them that right to do that.
2: Yeah, they have the right to do that. My first reaction to Steve Young is here with us is just that Steve Wilkes is getting unfairly scapegoated for the Super Bowl loss. His defense for a while made Mahomes look human in that first half, and it was the offense that wasn't really able to distance themselves from the Kansas City Chiefs and capitalize off of Some of those mistakes with the fumble and the interception as well that occurred in the first half. Do you feel like Steve Wilkes is getting unfairly treated here?
3: Well, hopefully they're not making the decision off of what happened in the Super Bowl because then that would be unfair because they did. I said before the game, if the four guys down linemen that are really the top of the league for the 49ers, if they can bring the heat to Patrick Mahomes themselves, they can – dictate terms and win this football game and so they did that and they did their part so if it's off the super bowl certainly that 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 is unfair obviously this is a you know more holistic approach i'm sure but as far as the super bowl that when when you hold patrick Mahomes for three almost three quarters with three points and uh and and you sp- and you know and you end up with 19 for the – if you said in regulation Patrick Mahomes is going to score 19 points, you'd think before the game, eh, we're in a pretty good spot. And so, you know, you cannot say that the defense didn't
2: do their job. What did you think the biggest reason was with the Niners offense why they didn't look like themselves for the majority of the game in the Super Bowl?
3: Again, they haven't looked like themselves since the Ravens game, you know, truly – where they just gashing runs, uh, you know, just uh, tipping fields immediately, you know, uh, pouring points up early and often. You know, there's just there's been moments in the season when they'd miss a quarter here or there, but not a whole half. Especially in playoff football, um, they weren't running the ball with as as much explosiveness. They just they just weren't. And throwing the football off of that, the big the big, you know, the yak catches, right? They led the league in zero-yard rushes, I mean, passes, uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Those th- throws behind the line of scrimmage led in yards per attempt for the whole league, all throws. So the explosiveness that they had in their passing game off of that running game kind of, uh, you know, kind of slowed, and they never got it back. And so it's not, you know, it didn't they didn't get it back, you know, through – i was saying through Christmas and then through the playoffs. I don't think any of it, there was some uh, there was some explosiveness at the end of the game against the Lions. There was a, some explosiveness at certain moments, but um, they certainly did lose their uh, dominance. I mean that offense was dominant. Some of the statistics for you know for the season that have come out of the 49ers are inc- are incredible. The one I just told you about yards per attempt leading the league behind the line of scrimmage. Like there's things that have never happened in football before. And that's how dominant they were. And then in the playoffs, it just didn't, it didn't, didn't come out that way.
2: Talking to Steve Young right now, what did you make of Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball first in overtime?
3: Look, you know that they're gonna, everyone's gonna touch it. So you got to decide what you want. Most people will want to see what they have to do. You know, what I mean, most people, I think, in, intuitively think, okay, I'd rather see what you got, and then I'll, I'll respond. Um, I also feel like if Patrick Mahomes is across the field getting the ball and dictating terms and, and putting people under pressure, uh, which they did. I mean, when they went out and kicked a field goal, there's pressure that's built now. Yes. Patrick Mahomes now gets to see what he has to do, but you know, in that way. So I I think we can like anything, if you decide something and win, you're a genius. And if you decide something and lose, especially if you go against the uh, prevailing, um, you know, this is a new rule, but if you take the college part as the as the guiding principle here, that in college you always defer, right? But you start at the 25, it's a different thing. This is a new rule that is gonna have to get kind of figured out. But his his instinct was in that moment, I want the ball, I want to dictate to Patrick. I don't want, you know, I want to be able to tell him what what the story is, right? And then there was also some injuries on the defense in the last series before. So maybe that played a part in it. Look. Again, you know, prevailing thought is to, to defer. So, and it didn't work. So now he's going to have to stand for it. But it's an, uh, I, can, I can go either way on
2: it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And just to be abundantly clear, Steve Young is here with us. I actually had no problem with the decision. The thing that I thought was more egregious, it seemed like the 49ers, from what their players said after the game, had no clue how the overtime it. worked. And that's to me is yeah. a poor reflection on Kyle Shanahan
3: yeah I think anytime there's rules that that aren't understood it, uh, it just does you can't you, no one can hide from that. and the players uh when they said that after the game, it was alarming uh, that they didn't understand the context for what they're what they are going through and it is a new rule, but look let, like let's get on let's I agree with you that is not a good look uh, I, I, there's no there's no defending it
2: and then after the game, you know a few days later, he said this the other day, Kyle Shannon, and he kind of pushed back on the narrative that he can't win the big game. I kind of think you just got to own it in the moment because we all know Kyle's a good coach. But unfortunately for him, right now he's going to be talked about as the guy that's had two 10-point leads up against the Chiefs, couldn't get the job done, and then we all know what happened when he was the OC with the Atlanta Falcons in the Super it's, Bowl.
3: It's hard when you know how many big games you've won, right, and how many times you've faced the elimination round and 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 done in, gotten the job done. So it's just, as a human being, it's hard to, to not – uh kind of get into the mitigation of the situation rather than i do see that it's hard to do but you knew you at that moment it's probably best to just say look i haven't done it which is a fact i have not won a super bowl i've been close i've been knocking on the door and uh, i own that and you know next year i'm going to knock it down that's how this is going to roll and then everybody i think would you know get on board with that and i think that's his intent Um, I think it's, it's hard when, you know, what you don't want is allow a narrative that 49ers on a big, big win, you know, they, they don't know how to win the big game. You know, it's like, I think what he's saying is I don't want a narrative to get started that, that isn't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put a stop to that narrative the best I can. So there's two things happening. I want to stop the narrative. And then also you got to own the moment. So you're, you're saying own the moment first, deal with the narrative second. And I think he dealt, he dealt with the narrative first. And probably should own the moment. I know it's it's tough, but I think you you have a good point.
2: Talking to Steve Young right now, you know, I, I know everything's so negative when you lose a Super Bowl. I thought for sure, just covering this a bunch from afar throughout the years, that if the Niners would have lost, everyone would have been trashing Brock Purdy. But we really haven't heard any of that in the last few days, and we know how unintentionally polarizing Brock Purdy has become. I thought he played a good Super Bowl, and ultimately at the end, there were open people and open receivers, but when your line doesn't block, you know this, then there's no way that you're going to get the ball to that receiver. I thought Brock played a fine Super Bowl. Yourself? Solid. No question. Heady, uh,
3: the moment was not big for him. You, can, you kind of sense that that's how, who he is anyway, so I wasn't shocked by that. Uh, I would say this. At the end of the games in the NFL today, um, they're decided uh, by uh, people who can get off platform and make their own way and uh, they don't just play retail football. Now, retail football is where championships are won, getting out of the huddle, getting the most out of the play, being a great processor, all that is vital. But in the end, you saw the last drive with Patrick Mahomes. How did he actually get it done? He got it done by being dynamic, right, and going out and taking it himself because those yards are out there. The game is wide open today compared to 20 years ago. And so those championship games will be decided by those kinds of plays. And so if that's for Brock Purdy, the lesson is, okay, I've got to figure out in my own way how to become a threat with my legs and in the movement, because in those biggest moments of the season, not just the rank and file uh, regular season games where the retail, you know, processing works and you can dominate, dominate. It's like these end of game scenarios. You, he's going to have to extend. He did that, uh, was it, uh, against the Lions, right? He spit out 49 yards. That's that's what's gonna win those games. And even the last play that Patrick Mahomes ran was a was an RPO, right? It's on the move. The fourth and one is on the move. The scramble, all the all the biggest moments of the game were quarterbacks on the move. And so Brock's gonna have to figure out how do I get on the move in a really effective way.
2: Wrapping up with Steve Young, we know you're one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. So to see what Mahomes has now been able to do in his first six years as a starter with the uh three super bowl championships and he's been to four super bowls it, like i i always sometimes hate this question but i'll ask it anyway like is he the greatest quarterback in your opinion that that you've ever seen how do you kind of evaluate mahomes and what he's been able to do on no, the mean, sample size I,
3: the problem is how do you look at it if if we're deciding it by super bowls then tom brady has seven so you know that's just that's the standard right uh if we're going to if we're going to try to parse through the super bowls and then recognize kind of talent to the people the help that they got and what they were able to accomplish and who could carry the most water that's a whole other conversation but in the end as you know zach it ends up you know as you get as you try to make that case you keep getting backed up backed up backed up until you say how many super bowls you know and so you end up in the same place even though you don't want to be and so uh he's he in this day and in the nfl today because it's so dominated by the rules, by offense and the quarterback, you can say that getting to seven is more likely today than in the past generations, which probably, you know, elevates what Tom did. But in the end, you know, when you get three at a young age and it looks like you can get there, then you're in the mix and you're in the mix for uh, forever. So you can't, you know, there's only 20 guys that have kind of, you know, kind of been the greatest of all time. And there's 10 that did went to Super Bowls and there's three that went to multiples, you know, it's like, it just, it siphons uh, people down. And so he's done that. He's gone three now is the differentiator, right? There's only a couple guys have done three, Troy, Joe, Terry, and then Tom has seven. So in that way, we can, we can try to parse it, but he's, he's on his way to being the goat. Right. And he's got some distance to cover, but man, what a, what a
2: start. And the last thing I'll ask you, just to get it back, Steve Young, to Kyle Shanahan, do you believe that one day he's going to be able to, you know, not necessarily do what Andy Reid has done with multiple championships, but punch through and, and get one of those titles?
3: He is as good as anybody. And, like, quarterbacks, like, great coaches, like anyone, they need a lot of help to be great in the NFL. It's not golf. It's, you know, you need a lot of help in golf, but you still have to go do it yourself. You know, basketball's only five, like, there's a lot of guys in football. If you're going to be great and you're going to go knock down those those ultimate hurdles in Super Bowl, you need the help. He has the help, and he has to just go get it done. And um, uh, and and it's going to define his career, just like it defined mine, defined others. It's like it's just it just is. And um, and he knows that uh, deep down. Uh, but he's one of the best, if not the best, innovative minds in football today. There's only there's there's single digits of great innovative minds in the NFL, and he with Andy are the kind of the top. And that's, just a, that's a fact too. So, if you take that fact and yet haven't won a Super Bowl, both are facts. And, you know, he's not going to give an inch until he gets it done. And there's nothing about what he does that keeps him from going winning it. He's just got to go do it and, um, you know, just go attack it again next year.
2: Steve, always appreciate your time. I know it's under difficult circumstances today. Oh, yeah, no, I just second, about... I, I honestly, when
3: I honestly, when I, when I just got on Zoom, you said it and I looked down at my phone and that's the first I saw of it. So, I just am heartsick heartsick about this and uh, my healing prayers go out to people in Kansas City. My gosh, that's just, it's just terrible news to hear.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, you couldn't have said any better. Steve, once again, really do appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this today.
3: All right. You bet, Zach. You,
2: there you go. Steve Young joining us on the Zach Yelp show on CBS sports radio. Um, and if you are just tuning in right now and you've missed the news uh, at the Kansas city chiefs parade, uh, 10 people reportedly have been shot multiple children are now in the hospital. Uh, there's a video that is circulated of one of the shooters being taken into custody, so police were able to quickly respond. And uh, two people, I believe, have been arrested now. Just absolutely terrible, as we've discussed. And uh, ABC News, I'm just seeing this now. Uh, there, I told you that uh, there was one report that there was one person who died. ABC News, according to Ari of My of Update, has confirmed that one person has been pronounced dead after today's shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. So... Uh, Another day of a senseless act of violence in this country, just absolutely terrible. What should have been a joyous day is now an absolutely sad and terrible day. This past Sunday, Popeye's fans watched the perfect pairing, a Popeye's commercial during the big game, and their new lineup of crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside wings. Order any of their five delicious flavors today. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We are continuing to react to just the terrible news at the Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade. Uh, There is a report, and obviously now two people have been taken into custody, where 10 people have uh, been shot. There are multiple children that are in a local children's hospital now, and according to ABC News, reportedly there is one death. So just absolutely heartbreaking, and I did see a video, and sometimes we use the word hero, and... You could make the case that it's not properly used. When people save someone's life, uh, that is as heroic as there is. And uh, I know a lot of times, and this is not to diminish professional athletes, because professional athletes provide us a lot to talk about and us many moments of joy. And I understand kids and adults that look at athletes as heroes and larger than life. But it puts the word hero into perspective when you are at a championship parade and what happened has happened, and you see a video of one or two people. And I'm just seeing this circulate now on the internet because you got to remember there are cameras everywhere, absolutely everywhere for the coverage of this parade. And there's overhead shots of two people running and tackling. What is believed to be one of the shooters and then jumping on the shooter to prevent anyone else from getting in harm's way. That is as heroic as it comes to risk your life to save others. That is the definition of a hero. And, you know, I don't like to make comparisons here, but you do remember um, in United Flight 93. When one of the worst days in our country ever, 911 happened, when that flight did a crash in an open field, and you had people on the plane storming the uh, the cockpit to stop another terrorist attack from being executed, where everyone knew on that plane they were dying one way or the other, and they prevented that plane from crashing into another building and killing more innocent people that were just working that day. And to see what occurred today in Kansas City, it is just sickening. There's no other way to say it. I'll say it a thousand more times before we get off the air at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I know this show is supposed to be an escape from all the real world problems, but when something like this occurs, I don't know how you talk about anything else. I don't. Because it would be, just wrong to discuss, you know, like things that we were gonna talk like Draymond Green and fighting with Kevin Durant and Nurkic or this report about how the Lakers got calls from the Golden State Warriors and the Sixers before the trade deadline about LeBron James. Like what am I gonna say to Talk about how I believe Steve Spagnolo should be a head coach again in this league. You know, five memorable moments From the Super Bowl like those are things we were going to talk about today and don't get me wrong like we will talk about some other things in the next 90 minutes but the focus right now is what occurred in Kansas City and you have a championship parade you should be able to go to a championship parade and return without being shot or in one case being dead. And you had people that had to run and people that had to frantically flee the scene from what was occurring. And, you know, people suffered injuries and things like that. Obviously, that pales into comparison to the people that got shot. But there should be no reason why you can't go to a championship parade and not just simply be able to enjoy it. And I don't know why this occurred. You never know why this occurs. It never makes any sense as to why this occurs. But here we are once again where you're at a moment that should just be a regular moment and should be remembered for positivity, should be remembered for joy, should be remembered for elation, should be remembered for a fan base rallying with their team to celebrate an iconic duo, and a, and a, a championship with with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like that's what we should be talking about today. We should be having fun, playing Travis Kelsey drunk as a skunk, singing songs. You know that's what we should be talking about. But unfortunately, because of the acts of two people, now we're discussing one person reportedly being dead. Multiple people getting shot and now multiple children in a hospital. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, the scariest part about this is that maybe not at a championship parade, but this happens way more than it should happen. Because one is already enough. But it feels like now, whenever this stuff happens, I hate to say it, but it's just, there's another senseless shooting. And there's no more shock when this stuff occurs anymore. And I'm not telling you that I woke up this morning and thought, oh, there was going to be a shooting today at the Chiefs Parade. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But when you hear that it happened, all you have is heartbreak now. And it's no, wow, I can't believe that happened. And that is extremely, extremely scary. And I said this earlier, I'll say it again. I know I'll sound like a broken record player by the time we get off the air. But I'm not politicizing this. I know people will politicize what I say. And they'll make it about something that it's not. Let's just focus on what this is. You had reportedly two awful people do two awful things today. And it keeps on happening in this country. And it needs to end. I don't have the answers. I'm not going to pretend to have the answers. I say this all the time. I talk about things that I know about. Sometimes I have to speculate in this job. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in this situation. I will refuse to do it. I don't have the answer to stop this. But it keeps on happening. And all you could do is just say it's a damn shame and it's awful. And then you know one person has died and it's been reported that one person has passed away. And you can only hope that that's the only casualty that will happen from this awful turn of events in Kansas City today. It is Zach Gelb's show on CBS Sports Radio. Bart Winkler is going to join us on the other side. Update time first. Here is Rich Ackerman.
0: It's a battle for CBS
2: Sports Radio. Sack, Lethargic. Putrid.
1: Pathetic. Quitters. They're quitters. What a joke, Bart. Something fun to talk about? That's that's what we do here. It's like, hey, guys, it's like we're just hanging out at a bar talking sports. It's time for Winkler Wednesday, only on the Zach Gelb Show.
2: All righty, this is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We all are aware and have discussed the terrible acts of violence at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade, as one person has been confirmed dead, according to ABC News. Multiple children are in hospital, and at least uh, 10 people have been shot. We'll try to give you more information as it does become available. Uh, Bart, appreciate you joining us, um, as always, and just uh, another uh, terrible day in our country where we should be able to go to something, and people should be able to rally at something that is fun, and it just ends in, in absolute tragedy.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's awful to see, obviously. I mean, I heard what you were saying and, um, I I'm following this with everybody else, uh, and seeing the reactions that they're seeing. And I just, you know, I I'm at this point where I don't think that there's anything that, uh, I can do yeah, to change anything like, and, and I've, I've talked and I've tried to, you know, help one way or the other. Um, I just there's nothing that I personally can do to to invoke any change. So and even if like you get laws made and passed or whatever, there's still going to be people that, you know, always find ways to to do it. So you're never it's a problem that um, you want you want to solve it, but there is no perfect solution. So I think when you go to these things, when you go to anything, I mean, when I go to the grocery store, I sometimes I will have my head on a swivel. I mean, that's really all you can do at this point it stinks uh i feel guilty when i like stop thinking that um because of you know when the, nobody thought that today i mean maybe there are people back of their head but nobody thought it would actually happen so uh terrible to see ruins a great day uh ruins a great week ruins ruins lives uh just awful to see yeah
2: and, and it's it's really surreal because you know obviously as someone that grew up in new york uh, right after 911 occurred there was that fear even at a young age to, to get on an airplane. And it's always in the back of your mind, even to this, to this day. But now with how many shootings occur, like you said, I, I have no answers to this. I am not going to pretend to be an expert on this subject. If I had the answers to fix this, obviously I would want to fix this. But when you hear about school shootings, now shootings at supermarkets, and um, we all remember the, the Boston marathon bombing as well. And then you have a championship parade. Like, you should be able to to go to a supermarket. You should be able to go to school, a place of worship. Uh, you should be able to go to a marathon, go to a parade, and return in one piece and return with no harm. And, and that's the part to me, like, as you said, no one predicted that this was going to happen today. But when you find out that it happened, there used to be a reaction of, oh, my goodness gracious, I can't believe it happened. Now, unfortunately, it just feels like it happens more than anyone could have could have ever imagined, and you kind of just get to the feeling of wow, I, I can't say I'm shocked anymore when these things occur, and that's that's really sad.
1: Well, and two, I'd you know like to say because I feel like there's going to be a cycle of mm-hmm. conversation that occurs, um, and, and I've and I've been in those cycles, and I've argued in the Facebook comments of a post and we get all, you know, defensive or aggressive about the way we feel about certain laws and rules, I would just like people to remember that while that is happening, someone is suffering. Yeah. Somebody is, someone died today. Um, (laughs) Hopefully not anymore. Uh, But people are injured. People are going to be scarred. People are going to be... Even there's the great uh, video, I think you had reposted it, but there's a video where the... The, the guy gets tackled. Yeah. The, uh, the, the fan tackled guy, him. Yeah, the assumptive guy gets tackled by fans. And I watched it a few times. And then my eyes were quickly drawn to what was happening right in front of that, which was seemingly uh, a dad trying to move a kid out of the way. And so even like, oh, that kid will go home and they'll have dinner tonight and and whatever. But they'll always have that memory of we were at the parade. Like, it just... it. These kind of things scar you and stay with you. So I just, as we, as we do the conversations that we do, I just want to remember that real people were really affected by today. Bart Winkler here with
2: us. Winkler Wednesdays on the Zach Gelb show on CBS sports radio. Okay. I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to ignore obviously what happened. We have talked about what happened. I I don't know where else we go uh, with this conversation now. So let's get into some sports things that we were going to, to talk about. Uh, I heard you last night where I know that you are not the biggest defender usually of Kyle Shanahan, and I've kind of been in that group as well. He's a really good coach, but people talk about him as if he's like the greatest coach of all time, and in these big games, he doesn't get the job done. So that's why when I turned on uh, the radio last night and I was listening to the Bart Winkler show, I was a little bit surprised to hear you say that the criticism has uh, gone too far. So explain that a little bit more now.
1: Well, there was a line in this article um, from The Ringer that I that's really stuck with me, and I, I forget who wrote it. I always try to, you know, give the credit, and I just, I forgot. So I try to give the credit where I forgot, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, I'll give the credit. If I remember, I'll give the credit, but I forgot, so I'm not going to go back and, and look. That's too much work. Um, but the line says, Kyle Shanahan may be one of the most, if not the most influential coach in the NFL today, period. He is also a loser, period. Hmm. Um, and what that means is in these big games, like, yeah, he has lost, and there's different things that you can criticize with Shanahan in this one. I think comparatively, because he's lost to the Chiefs by double digits with a double-digit lead before, and he's ended up losing those games before. He lost, obviously, the 28-3 Super Bowl. This is the least, like, choky of all the performances. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, they still did give the lead away. And yeah, last night I'm thinking, okay, Dre Greenlaw got hurt on a fluky play. And, you know, you're up against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, the overtime thing we've talked about. And I, I I could understand his rationale. Like his rationale in that was, he was thinking about the third drive, if that's the story we're going to go with. So he was thinking a chess move. But it was a game of checkers. Sometimes people play checkers and you think like chess and you know but he was he was thinking it had to be simple no you don't want Mahomes to get the ball back i just think that overall in this game it was not as choky and there were other things that could happen that you're like oh okay 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 then they go and fire the defensive coordinator yeah who's it's a, who, a scapegoat and let's call it, what it know, is. steve bolts yeah. is a scapegoat today and they
2: didn't lose that super bowl because of the defense they lost it because in the first half, when the defense was balling
1: out, they couldn't find a way to distance themselves from the Kansas City Chiefs enough. So I know that Shanahan and Wilkes maybe had their issues throughout the season, and he moved them from the booth to the sideline, and he tried to take more control. And maybe Wilkes got hired for more of a guy that could patch up the secondary. And in the playoffs, the Niners started giving up more yards rushing. But Steve Wilkes' job, I think, overall in that Super Bowl, was to contain the Chiefs and contain Patrick Mahomes. And through four periods, four quarters of regulation, the Chiefs scored one touchdown, and it was on a one-play drive after the special teams muffed a punt Yeah, at the 20-yard line. So I would think that overall, Steve Wilkes. because I woke up this morning, and one of the first things that I was reading was, is Steve Wilkes on the hot seat? What's Steve Wilkes' future? And I'm thinking... Where's this coming from? No one was. No one's talking about the defense and Steve Wilkes for two days. Well, it came from now, Shanahan I mean, the other day.
2: Steve it came from Shanahan the other day, Bart. When he was asked about it, he basically gave a a non-committal answer. It wasn't a ringing endorsement when, when they asked him about uh, Steve Wilkes's future. That's why, even though you're you're 100 right, he shouldn't have been fired. He shouldn't have been let go. It's not surprising that he was today because the coach basically told you what was going to go down the other day.
1: Well, and I think, like, maybe there's – I'm, I'm reading different 49ers fans' comments trying to see what they think and if they see it and saw it coming or not. And some people are like, okay, this is a little too much. Give them another year. And some people are like, no, it just never was working from the start. But it does feel scapegoaty. It, it no. just feels like – it feels scapegoaty. It feels like, hey, okay, there's a little bit of heat on me. I'm Kyle Shanahan. Ah, let's fire the defensive coordinator. Which I don't think um, from our position, my, my position at least, seemed like an obvious thing to to happen at all. But it happened and we'll see, you know, where they go from here. I just, I, I look at Shanahan and like, it took Andy Reid a long time. It took Andy Reid, he was in Philly for what, 14 years? And then he went to Kansas City for another six before they ever won a Super Bowl. So Maybe that's the trajectory of Kyle Shanahan's career. Maybe it's just going to take a while for him. Well, is he going to find his Mahomes? That's the thing. Like, nothing against Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Well, a lot of people think he has found his Mahomes. If you Well, I'm I'm
2: not ready to go there, Bart. (laughs) And I know you aren't either. Like, Brock Purdy was not the reason why they lost the Super Bowl. I I look back at it. Kittle was a no-show. Debo was a no-show. The offensive line, when you had guys open, couldn't protect anybody. And Shanahan, once again, this great offensive-minded coach, couldn't get his offense to show up in the big game. And quite frankly, uh, against the Packers, they should have lost their offense. Didn't show up in the, in the first half up against the lions and in the super bowl, that offense outside of the one drive, when they lost the lead and they marched right down the field, that offense basically did nothing in the super bowl. And for a team that is offensive minded and offensive driven, and you think offense first, the offense is the reason why they lost the super bowl that that, that's just what it is. And I, and I, I'm pretty sure we agree on that, even though it's ironic <laughs> that last night you were defending Kyle Shanahan. And then it's like, well, is there any accountability here? He doesn't own that. They can't win the big games. And now they're getting rid of uh, Steve Wilks. So I'm actually proud of you today. Bart uh, joining us. You didn't start a feud between me and a, another producer here at CBS sports radio. Like last time
1: when you, when you joined us. So, it was, it was good Whatever stuff is whatever's going on between you two gentlemen is going on between you two gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I don't think anything's it's really going it. on. Shep
2: just doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> I am out of it. I am. I have no comment to any of the matter. Yeah,
2: just just let it be known that the best idea that has been given to the Bart Winkler show came from Samter and not Shep. The Barto is my favorite.
1: Barto meter. When is the Bart? What, is that every week? Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, not sure what tomorrow's. I I keep wanting to do an NBA one, but yeah. I wanted to talk NBA for five weeks, but too much football's happening. Wow, a Bucks didn't show up last night, so we know that the uh, NBA conversation. Yeah, well, they, is they, be you delayed. see when they Did you see when they beat the hell out of the defending champs on Monday. Is anyone talking about that or nah,
2: no? It's what have you done for me lately? Anyway. Uh, Bart Winkler, the great Bart Winkler.
1: Hopefully no callers
2: fall asleep on him anymore, and if they do, he'll make it extremely entertaining radio. There he is. We're coming on back. Zach Gelb, Show CBS Sports Radio. Another great time on Winkler Wednesdays.